Reading and writing are doomed. Literacy as we know it, it's over. Welcome to the post-literate future. This is Beyond Literacy Radio. Beyond Literacy Radio explores the possibility of a post-literate future where reading and writing have been replaced or displaced by something more profound and advantageous. Beyond Literacy Radio, exploring a post-literate future. Hi, my name is Emily, and I have a reading addiction. Hi, Hi Emily. Emily. Hello, we are Emily, Emily, and Brad, and you are listening to Beyond Literacy Radio. Last week's podcast was about the alphabet. Is it really the right tool for the job? Is there a better way to get our point across? Today, on Beyond Literacy Radio, we're going to take that one step further and ask ourselves if the alphabet could actually be hurting us. And to begin, we'd like to ask you some difficult questions. Have you ever found yourself so reliant on something that you began neglecting your responsibilities? Negatory. Wait, all the time. Doing things under dangerous conditions or taking unnecessary risks? No. Yes, maybe. Getting into legal trouble? I want to talk to my lawyer. Or causing problems in your relationships? Today, we're talking to you about addiction but not the kinds of addiction that you've normally heard of. We're talking about a reading addiction. Now, when we all heard about reading addiction, none of us took it really seriously. I was definitely skeptical. I just chose the topic because it sounded funny. But after putting together the show, I think we're all convinced that reading addictions are more real than we give them credit for. Today, we're going to share with you two stories that will change the way you think about reading. First, we're going to introduce you to Joel, who has a pretty serious reading addiction. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think the reading I do is is a pursuit intended to sort of bolster my ego. You know, I feel like it's an addiction in that I, I, I kind of feel like it's compulsive, it's neurotic. You know, I read because I feel I have something to prove to myself and to other people. Um, you know, I think I think part of it is that I feel like I need to be smarter than other people. Full disclosure, Joel is my boyfriend, so I have first-hand experience with his addiction. How first-hand? Well, I'll just let Joel tell you. I've had I've had some confrontations with girlfriends and stuff like that because I read in the shower. In the shower? I'm both concerned and impressed. So, why does Joel see his reading as an addiction? Why not a hobby? Despite some angry girlfriends, it doesn't sound too bad. It has to do with how Joel feels about reading, and how he feels when he isn't allowed to read. Uh, it's a physical reaction. I mean, I think I would start to feel... I would start to feel... Uh, uh, I mean, it's like any media. When you're deprived of it, you, 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 you feel alone with yourself. You know, you feel the... the um, you know, you feel isolated, you feel the, the you feel um, disconnected. And my, um, my response was to shut down. It was to become uh, anxious and depressed. So he has physical withdrawal symptoms when he isn't allowed to read. Yeah, but not only when he's not allowed to read, 
but when he's not allowed to read what he wants to. Well, that may be because he's only interested in reading certain things, right? Everybody has book preferences. Not entirely. And, and you, you know, you feel the, the overwhelming sadness of existence and the presence of death when you're deprived of, of media and when you're deprived of a, of a connection. If, if your reading, if your pursuit of knowledge isn't directed, isn't focused, um, which mine isn't, it tends to be very capricious, like, then it's not necessarily beneficial, it's not necessarily useful. We know what you're thinking. Well, this reading can't all be useless. It has to have some positive impact on his life. If anything, it's negatively impacted his life. I'm a brunch chef. If I wasn't so preoccupied with with reading and with, with the sort of pursuit of knowledge for the sake of knowledge in general, I could probably focus a lot more on on, on developing my, my career as a chef. After the interview, I looked up some screening tests for addictions. One of them was called the CAGE test, and it's used to test for alcoholism. If you change the word drinking to the word reading, Joel passed with flying colors. And so did most of our classmates when we administered the test to them. When we started looking around, it wasn't just Joel whose life was seriously impacted by reading. The Beyond Literacy ebook has a chapter on reading addictions, and the comments are full of people who share their stories about their struggles with reading addictions. Some hit rather close to home for me, especially Janice's story where she described having to force herself to choose cooking, cleaning, and her family over the next few pages of her book, which reminded me a lot of what my mother and myself are like when we read. I think it hits home for most people. How many times have we all said, one more page, one more chapter, one more story. Now, you might be thinking, so what? Even if reading is addictive, it only negatively impacts the lives of some people. Well, this leads us to our co-producer, Brad, and our second story about the global impact of reading addictions. Books can take your breath away, literally. And just when you think, it might be your last. Consider this, the next time you enter a crowded streetcar or ride the elevator up to your office building. Fingers brushing delicate pages of prose as you try to finish that remaining chapter and hold your breath on the last lines that every tree provides enough oxygen for three people. Having trouble breathing? As a compulsive reader, it is difficult to imagine or accept the extent to which our addictions affect our immediate environment when we are caught between books or the absence of one. But is it all possible that the thing we love most may actually be killing us? Annually, paper products use about 35% of the world's annual commercial wood harvest. In 2000, the world's paper consumption was 53.8 kilograms, the equivalent of a 118-pound hammerhead shark. Or while North America consumed 323 kilograms, the weight of a 712-pound blue marlin. That's an awful waste of paper, especially since Canada recycles 
only one-fourth of six million tons. If we decide to put all our books down and take one for the green team, recycling half the world's paper would free up 20 million acres of forest land. All for one and one for all, right? In 2012, one in three Canadian book buyers acquired an average of two titles a month. Those people might disagree with me. The fact is that the growing rate of paper consumption means depletion of our, na our planet's natural resources and, as a growing concern, has affected the ways in which we think about entering a paper-free, post-literate society. Enter ebooks converging on a mass market. It's no secret. They're everywhere. Let's be honest. You enjoy the convenience of a quick download to your ebook. rather than borrow one from a friend or checking out one from the library. Your stacks are at the tip of your fingers, lightweight. You've got a green light, and you're not thinking about that 700-pound blue marlin in the room. Ebooks, eh? If you ask me, it's the same addiction, but in a shinier package. And it's even easier than you think to get your fix. When you're addicted to something, the only way to quit is to cut it out of your life altogether. But in the case of reading, it's impossible to do with the world we currently live in. It's impossible not to fall back on the wagon. And is digital reading helping us move towards a literacy-free future? Or is it just more of the same? Tune in next week to Beyond Literacy Radio, where our classmates will take a look at digital reading and its impacts. Music in this episode provided by IncomTech.com. Beyond Literacy Radio is a thought experiment conducted by a team of graduate students at the iSchool of the University of Toronto. I'm Michael Ridley, the instructor in the course. For more information and to participate in the dialogue, go to beyondliteracyradio.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Beyond Literacy.